Hey guys, thanks for joining us again for another episode of Riding Through the Ages. I'm Eugene. I'm Eric. And we're going to continue our revolving journey through the eras of Common Rider with episode four of Common Rider Double. Don't touch the M, play with the Joker. It was written by Riku Sanjo and directed by Satoshi Moroda, and it debuted September 27th, 2009. Yeah, we're getting into it. This is our second half of... A second two-parter. Yeah. So you'll get your second full story. Right, yeah. So what do you think will happen? First off, recap quickly what you remember from the last episode. Okay, so from the last episode, they were uh, hired by a couple of old, well, I don't want to say old, old, but, you know, getting up there, middle-aged, um, middle-aged couple yeah. to track down a casino that's basically stealing their daughter away or turning her into a different person entirely. Yeah. And um, so they do this, some tracking down. They get, they have a run-in with the, I think it was just Money, the Money guy on memory? The Money Dupont. Yeah, the Money, money Dupont. That's right. He uses the Money guy on memory, but it becomes the Money Dupont. Yeah. And uh, so a couple runs with that. And then Philip is basically passing out every time somebody says the word family. Yeah, he's freezing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, freezing up. And so when we le- when we leave off, uh, Akiko finally gets into the casino. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I'm kind of excited about that because, as you know, yeah, I, I you know I want to see what what a casino is like, what they think a casino is yeah, like. Yeah, I want to see what they think a casino is like, especially what they want to show children. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, and we, I want to see the conclusion because the last thing that happened to to our heroes, they got blasted away from like a. A money coin throw? Like, what did he yeah, do? Yeah, they were on the dock or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I can't remember exactly how the attack went, but I understand. The yeah, because this is an interesting thing because um, during this time, uh, it's it's in flux right now, but during this time, um, gambling's illegal. Yeah, see, so yeah, that was something I remembered is that the only thing that was legal was uh, pachinko, I think. Pachinko is a workaround. It's a loophole. Yeah, because it's, like, it's not really gambling, but you... you uh, it's the equivalent... To what a Chuck E. Cheese is. Right. Yeah. Because you buy the balls, you use the balls on the machine, and the machine, if you win, gives you more balls. Yeah. You exchange those balls for prizes, and then they buy the prizes back at like a different rate uh, for cash, for like a flat cash rate. But it's like a a different counter does that. So it's it's like you get the prizes, <laughs> and then a pawn stores. shop buys them from you. <laughs> yeah, so legal loophole because I because they what I remember was that gambling was so tight that um for example like loot crates in Call of Duty yeah. is considered gambling because you don't know what you'll get because the yeah. prizes aren't very they're not clearly Defined. listed. Yeah, the, the those are very the only reason those get away with cuz you don't get a monetary reward for them. Right. Um and so that's how they get you get the prizes for the balls. Mhm. And then they just buy the prizes from you from cash, so it's just one more step. I right, mean, there's right. also there's a lottery. There's a, a there's a a government lottery. Okay, yeah, uh, like state lottery or whatever. Yeah, I think I've I've heard of that too. Like you can enter a, like a giveaway or something. well, no, you, you just know, buy like lottery tickets. You know, yeah. just pick numbers and stuff. So I, th- like that. I think I've seen at least two or three dramas but, where people like earn a cruise ship or something. Yeah, like well, that. Th- those those things too. Um, but in the Yakuza games, there's always underground casinos because you're Yakuza in those right. games. Right. I mean, that's just the way it's supposed to be. There's got to be an underworld otherwise. <laughs> but those ones would... are hard because there was... And I think they have, like, how people get away with um, pool ha- uh, poker houses mm-hmm. uh, and bingo parlors. They do the same thing with uh, Mahjong. Right. Where you're technically betting money, but you're not playing against house odds. You're playing against a person. And you're part of like, they do like loopholes like here, like in America, you're you're part of a um, a club. You pay an entry fee when you go in there, and that's why you're able to gamble with poker against other people. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. And, and so ha- and so now Japan can gamble, right? Like they just start opening casinos. So they they this passed a couple laws that they're going to the, build casinos. Mm-hmm. They haven't chosen the sites yet, but there was a there was a um a big scandal because they think that the guy who passed the laws was taking a bunch of bribes. Oh, so it might not go through. Maybe, maybe not. It's up in the air right now. <laughs> so but, uh, uh, but regardless, the laws are a lot more loose than it was when this was out. Yes. 2009. It was um, still rigid. 
and even even the laws for those casinos are like you you have to have you have to be part of an existing resort it can't be more than 20 percent of your resorts uh floor area Mm. japanese natives have to pay uh about 50 bucks just to enter Hmm. they have to pay an entry fee of like 50 dollars, and they're only able to do it a certain number of times a year a month and all this actually not a bad uh it's not a bad idea. That would no. be really nice. I mean, that's like all of our business right there, but that's like just morally superior <laughs> to the way we run well, it. Well, what it is is it's to appease people who are worried about gambling. And the thing is, is for uh, foreigners, that's the idea, is to make, because of the Olympics and all that stuff, they want to make more things for foreigners to do. Anyway, so we're going to go check out Don't Touch the M. Don't Touch the money. M. Money. Um, uh, Play with the Joker. And it, I think it also stands for Memories. Oh, that could be, yeah. Don't touch the memories. Oh, ooh. Like the double, the last one stand, stood for um, double, because it was double. It was W. Uh-huh. It stood for double, the, but it also stood for Windscale. Windscale. Which is the clothing company that was under Oh, that. yeah. It usually has double meaning. Yeah. Okay, I'm starting. That, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Okay, so we'll go, go check that out. Peace. Cyclone Joker! Henshin! Okay, and we're back. So what'd you think? It was a good episode. Um, yeah, a few things let me down, but overall, it, it was pretty good. Well, I say a few. It was really only the one thing that let me down. Uh, as we talk through it, that might change. But um, you might find more. That might. That's the thing. Is like as you talk through it, it changes. Sometimes it changes your true. Season. True. Um, a lot less fighting in this one. Yeah, this was more of a. Um, more of a second part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would say, you, you, considering how much fighting was in the first part, it makes sense that the second part didn't have much. Yeah. Put it together in a full story, it's pretty balanced. Yeah. Yeah. If you were to watch it all, like, back to back, both episodes. So, so I start with the recap. It's nice. These have recaps. They have a little, I like the little board at the start. Yeah. We get to see the second the relationship time board. The, the relation, yeah. The they have that that detectives every, would do it. They have that on every second part. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Gives you a quick recap. Reminds you of who the main characters are. Right. It'll, it, I like that it has uh, different pictures. It's not like they're just reusing pictures from the show. It's like they're pictures taken kind of candid almost. Yeah. Oh, or ID photos. Yeah. Or like what pictures that the a detective would have. Just exactly. Whatever yeah. he could find. Then there's a... So the, the last episode ended with a huge blast. Mm-hmm. Like a, a coin attack. Coin attack. Money balls. Blast. Money blast. And uh, shows... Uh, double standing up, and it's a cool fire wave transition back into Shotaro right. with the belt. They're they're really getting on to those cool transitions. Yeah, definitely. Um, and this is where we find out that Shotaro, because they were double at the time, saw the flash that Philip saw of his of his family. Yeah. See, when when the scene happened on the last episode, I was kind of wondering that, but you know, obviously it wasn't uh, it wasn't shown or anything, so it was just speculation. But it was kind of cool that they confirmed that because that means they they're linked, you know, yeah. not just body. They are the they are one when they're doing it. Yeah, it's not just two people fighting over the same body. No, yeah. it's like they're the same brain too, which I thought was really interesting. So it gives him a little bit more background detail, and uh, yeah, I, I kind of liked it how they didn't just have Philip Philip get back up and was like exactly how he was last episode. We're like everything's fine. I don't know what you're talking about. Whereas this time it's like he he knows that. He passed out, mm-hmm. and uh, he basically he's just deranged. Like he's he fr- he's freaking out because he can't control it. Yeah, so he's like stumbling around. He's like throwing stuff around. I mean, it's what it is. Is he is a person that, as far as he can remember, he knows everything, and now there's something he doesn't know. Yep. And so he's like going through this sort of uh, I don't know. It's like he's stumbling around inside his own mind, trying to find the book of his family. Well, before that, it goes to the casino. True. Yeah, we go back to where Akiko is. And she is going through, and she finds the the lady, mm-hmm. the, the daughter. I can't remember her name. And is basically saying, we got to get out of here. And she's like, why would I? Would, why would I? I have the chance for the ultimate. I've finally been chosen for the ultimate gamble. Mm-hmm. And the money dopant guy comes down. He's in his human form. And he comes down and says that. Complete with weird hair and yeah. his unibrow. Uh, one person gets chosen to do the ultimate gamble, mm-hmm. and this time's chosen. It's her name, Izu, I think it is. Yeah, Izuku, Izumo, something like that. Something. Izumo sounds about right. Uh, and 
and she's going for the ultimate gamble. And then it goes into the opening. Yeah. Because it's you gamble against me is the ultimate gamble. Yes, basically. yeah, it's ultimate gamble is going against me. Then it goes into the opening, which is a very catchy song. It keeps getting more and more catchy. Mm-hmm. Don't be hex. Um, I really like that they 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 don't just grab a song. They make they have a song made for the show. Right. And so it's cool. I think so. Um, and then it comes back, and now it's Philip is in the guy library. Right. Yeah. Stumbled around in his own mind. Yeah. He's he's searching for a book called, and he finds a book called Family, and in the book is just torn pages. Yeah, just nothing but shredded pages. And he can get flashes of things, but he can't remember what he's doing, what's going on. And then it turns out that he's actually in the main office at this point. Mm-hmm. And Chotaro is totally figured out what's going on. He, he, he says you're having a problem because you can't remember your, 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 your mind. Right. You, you, you can't remember your family. And Philip thinks he's going to make fun of him for it because he's not, he, he can't, he's. Yeah. He's like, you're just going to, uh, you know. You're going to laugh at me? Are you going to yeah. laugh at me because I can't remember my family? He's like, no, everybody has a weakness. We're all human. It's um, this is actually a point of the show. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's a line from the boss called "Nobody's perfect." Right. Actually, so the actor they eventually do get to play the chief in like flashback uh-huh. is he's a singer and he actually does a song called "Nobody's perfect." Oh, because there's like there's about three or four songs for this season um, for this season, um, and uh, a couple characters are actually. Uh, singers and so they do their songs for the show i don't think i don't think philip shotaro are no they're not but there's some uh other uh side characters oh okay that appear like one of the guys that's in the movie he's actually a um a long time uh long time singer and he does a song and stuff like that so um but nobody's perfect everybody needs a little help is the is one of the things that it's one of the themes the themes that the chief is kind is nobody's perfect Philip points out, he says, you're just, re- just reciting what the chief said. Yeah. He's like, oh, dude, you got me. <laughs> and then you see that there's a bed here. Yeah. It's just like behind a curtain. Like, I didn't notice it this entire time, but it was <laughs> it's clear as day now that you know it's there. Yeah. You're like, how is that never, I've never seen that before. It's this bed. Oh, that reminds me. We forgot to look for the, the triple table, triple game table thing. Oh, I didn't think, I don't think it really prominent in this one. I can, uh, we can take a look at it after, after this thing. Yeah. Um, the only thing scene I can think of is would be at the end. But anyways, uh, yeah. So, but I wonder is does Shotaro live here too? Yeah. Do, like, do they both have their own bed there? Or, well, I could see Philip just sleeping in the garage. Same. And just with his whiteboards. Um, I think there actually is a bed in there too. There's like a couch. Yeah. There we go. Couch. Um. But I haven't seen. I mean, it's just a set, right? But I haven't. Okay. Seen, I haven't seen a bathroom anywhere. Where do they sleep? Where do they pee? How do they live? <laughs> um, those are the things I think about. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, my where dreams. is the bathroom? I mean, maybe they just use the. I mean, so they could use the bathroom in the pool hall. True. In the billiard hall. Just around the corner. I mean, um, and then you go to public baths. Japan people go to public baths all the time. So there we go. Solve that and he eats out. Yeah, we can um, sleep now. <laughs> so yeah, Philip goes onto the bed and he kind of pouts. He's kind of pouty there. Mm-hmm. At which point I think it goes back to the casino with uh No, it's it's Shotaro. He's he he kind of lets Philip sit down and he gets a phone call. Right. And this is one of those scene things where the fact that if you haven't seen it, you don't realize how big and clunky his phone is his phone is because yeah. it's designed to turn into a beetle yeah and you know like clearly where the the beetle legs are it's kind it's, of it's, it's a flip phone that's supposed to turn into a beetle yeah, i can only imagine if you've got that up to your ear and somebody bumps into you and you just slice your whole face the thing off. must be three inches thick it's yeah. just a massive chunk of plastic right like how are you fitting it in your skin tight pants Answer well he, do- he doesn't he just pulls it out of anywhere when yeah. he needs to answer it because <laughs> He's sitting down, yep. I and mean, he's got skin-tight pants on, you know, so he sits down. He's obviously not got it there, and the phone rings, and he pulls it out just out of frame. <laughs> yeah, just, it's one of those, uh, you need, like, uh, you need your weapon. Here it is. Yeah. So it's, it's Akiko, and she's calling from uh, 
the casino and uh she has bat with her yeah so basically she's like behind a coat rack i want to say something like that and hiding behind tables or something. he's like where have you been and she's like i you know i've infiltrated the the casino. The, the casino and she you know obviously he's just like you know what the heck and she's like i'm gonna uh, she's trying to explain stuff to him but eventually she's like i'm just gonna send you pictures uh right now and she like you know again pulls something out of clear blue sky this thing has to be even thicker than the phone yeah it's a, it's it's about the si- it's about half the size of a brick <laughs> yeah and uh she just kind of lifts it in the air and it sprouts bat wings and well, she, starts she plugs in a guy memory to it oh yes yeah like a mini not like a guy a full-on guy memory but the same concept as yeah, far as it's you plug a, in a um and it usb drive and, yeah it's a camera that folds out to be like a bat. Yeah, and it uh, as it's flying into the air, it's taking pictures, and that's it's what not it's taking pictures. Bat it's just, sounds it's is. Uh, uh, just streaming video. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they have a full on man. That would be handy, but it basically it flips. So upside it's basically down. a drone. Years before drones became popular, right? <laughs> uh, so it flips upside down, and it, it connects itself to this banister as like a bat would, uh, you know, rest upside down, yeah. hanging by its feet. So that's essentially the idea, and it's it's broadcasting this uh, the feed. And they're seeing uh, the daughter playing roulette mm-hmm. against nobody, just with herself, just betting money. Against the house, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is when I noticed that although the dealer is doing everything correct, using a croupier stick and all this stuff, uh, it's like they have no idea that they can bet on something other than single numbers. Yeah, this is a different way of playing roulette, definitely. Yeah, and and they all they only bet after the wheels spin after the ball's spinning, right? And yeah, they can only bet on one number and just numbers. They can't bet on black or red, even though they're on the they're yeah, forget, on. The, forget the whole rest of the board. It's not even that they can. It's just that they don't. Everyone's just like straight up numbers. You know that would be the most boring game in the world. Well, we'll get to that part later on. But uh, and so. Yeah, it gets really weird later on. Yeah. <laughs> not no way roulette. Yeah, because if you're just playing competitive against the house... roulette. <laughs> but anyways, so we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get, get there. To that so part. it's going roulette, and Philip kind of gets out of his funk, walks over, and he looks at the the, yeah. the feed. Yeah, she's already lost like two spins now. She's on her last spin, mm-hmm. and she bets twenty five red. It's gonna be twenty five red, and he's like. Oh, it's going to be 36. No, this is, she loses everything, and this is when he comes up with the ultimate challenge. Oh, that's right, yeah. He comes so she, up, and, he's, and she says, that's all the money. 100 grand, said, just like that. And he pulls out one of those tokens, Yeah, and he says, you can bet your life, and you'll get like 100 times back if you win. Yeah, it's like 10 times the, the bet. You get it all back in one go, Yeah, essentially, is what... You know. And she's like, yeah, totally, I'll do this, as a addicted gambler would. Right. Um... And she puts it on, and she puts it on a number. I don't remember which number it was. Not 25 important. red. 25. She puts on 25 red. And then... Uh, and then Philip says it will come up 36 red. Yeah, 36. I think it's actually 36 black. Or is it 36 red? 36 is red. Um, That's a 36 red, yeah. Yeah, 36 red. And he says, no, it's going to come out 36 red. The funny thing is, is they don't say it. You have to look at the wheel to see that it actually is done. Yeah, that actually They don't announce that. it? Yeah, because <laughs> it just pounces... It, it, Either you, way, you, you guess right. He he got it right because it's not a guess for him. He's you, he's reading. He's the calculating deal. the trajectory and stuff like that. He's calculating the trajectory. Yeah. Um, and so this is uh, she loses, and she says something about like I'll get your money back, and he says that you basically he mocks her. Yeah, it's like all you losers are the same. All you losers are the same. You came here to make money to get your family out of debt and you got dazzled by money and now you're lo- going to lose your life because of it. Right. And she kind of has a flashback to her family and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It, it's supposed to be a realization moment. The fact that like, Oh yeah, I've oh, yeah, blown everything. And now I'm, it's a rock bottom moment. It's right. supposed Sold to be a bank book and stuff. Um, it's supposed to be a rock bottom moment. And, and then money hits her with the, the coin thing, steals her life. Yeah. Force. We've seen this once before. And, uh, Philip and Shotaro are watching it. And they're like, whoa, like, oh my god, this just happened. And Akiko just <laughs> runs out and hits the Dopont, because he's full Dopont form yeah, here. just whips out, whips out her shoe or green the shoe. The slipper. And... I... Hits him with the slipper. She is not scared of anything. No, she'll, she'll go for it. Uh, and and, and, uh, and like I t- said before, I used to think she was irritating, but I think she's amazing now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As a person who's watched more shows and stuff like that, and stuff, I think she's like a pretty funny character, and 
I like the dynamic she does. Yeah, she brings more to the table than just being annoying. It's just kind of uh, subtle. Yeah. Well, it, it's subtle in a very not subtle way. It's like in your face. It's just that, you know, you have to read the dynamic. You got to actually analyze it, and then you're like, oh, okay, no, I get it now. <laughs> but yeah, she is fearless. Giant monster just stole somebody's life force. She hits it with a slipper. Yeah, I'm going to come at it with a slipper. Um, Then it cuts to the... No. He grabs her, right? Yeah, he like grabs her by the neck, I think, and and it's about ready to. Uh, no, she she says, "I am a detective. I am the chief of detectives of an organization that loves this city." Yeah, and then he—that's right. She's <laughs> and like, then he's like, he's well, "Why would I ever? <laughs> why would I ever let you go then?" Yeah, <laughs> she's like, "Uh oh." <laughs> if you do anything to me, my supporters, well, one of them is really useless, but the other one is a super genius. <laughs> Shataro. It's like, what? He's just, just calling me <sighs> worthless now? He's just rubbing his head like, come on, man. And so he grabs her by the neck and is going to choke her, and Philip grabs the phone and dials Akiko's phone. Mm-hmm. And Akiko's phone rings, and she, she looks and sees that it's him. Opens the phone and puts it to his neck, puts it to his ear while he's choking yeah, her. She doesn't answer the phone. She just straight up puts it to the guy's face. And he says, I'm the super genius. Uh, let's gamble for these people's lives. And he says, why would I gamble for people's lives? I've, I've already won. I mean, I got, them all, got everything. And he risks the six guy memories they yeah, have. He's like, I've got six guy memories. And Jotaro's like, what you are know, you doing? Whoa, 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 whoa. And, um, Money, he really likes to gamble. Mm-hmm. So he says, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. I'll send somebody to come get you. And then he lets her go, turns back into a human, and says that he's closing the casino for like a private game. This is where it goes to the second plot of the, the episode, which is the wedding yeah. of Kirihiko and Sayako. Yeah, only at this point, it's more of a... Uh... They're getting ready. Yeah, they're getting ready for it, doing all this stuff. And I don't know if this is the exact part that they basically they're checking to see if he's worthy. Yeah, that that's this part here. Yeah. So it goes back and forth between the wedding and yeah. this thing's back and forth a lot. And in my mind, they're kind of just one story put together in one story. Right. It would so probably be easier if we just talk about. Well, no, we'll go back and forth. But just know that sometimes it'll be we'll put like two or three scenes with the family together and then two or three scenes with the casino together sometimes. Yeah, it's all kind of... It kind of it cuts back and forth kind of erratically. Yeah, I mean... I mean, it works fine when you're to. watching... It works fine when you're watching it. It just makes it hard to take notes. Sure, yeah. I mean, we'd actually have to have a scene-by-scene breakdown yeah. in front of us, like on a yeah. list that we can be like, okay, now we talk about this. Now we talk about that. So, uh, Kerahiko is called outside. He's in a white tuxedo mm-hmm. with tails. Full of nine. course, yeah. And he's called out by the father... He looks more like he's about to do a piano recital or something yeah. than actually get married. But um, whatever. to the father says he's going to test to see if Nazca would is if he's got full control of Nazca. Yeah, if he's fully mastered him and, and, and he would if he, out his terror, terror if, guy. Memory. If he can't do it, then he's not gonna, the wedding's not going to happen. Right. This is also the first time we hear the name of the evil organization. Mm. Is museum? Oh, museum. Yeah, see, I was wondering what he meant. I was like, huh? Museum is uh, the family. The, it's like museum is like the moth, the whole mafia. Oh, okay, gotcha. All right. So, and the family is the head of museum, and he is the head of the family. Right. And so museum is the evil organization, which is actually kind of a cool name for him. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the father is about ready to whip out terror, to fight. Yeah, they're like they're clear they're pay, they're creating space between each other so that way they transform and do their fight thing and then uh they're uh, all outside in like uh little, courtyard. Yeah, a little courtyard and and the the youngest daughter, I'm Wakana. assuming. Yeah, I don't even know if it's like they're related actually, but it um, is it is Wakana. Okay. Yeah, so she shows up at the balcony is like, "Well, actually let me do it. I just yeah, love crushing uh, uh arrogant men, I think." Yeah, is. and she she whips out. She doesn't like him. Yeah, she I mean, right from the he's, beginning. He's been tried to he's been trying to be nice to her. Remember last episode, he's he says, "I saw you. I, I listened to your show. It was great." And she's like, "Whatever." Right. <laughs> and he's just trying to be a nice brother-in-law, and she hates him. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> because so, she hates her sister because her sister gets the approval of her father. 
Right. It's yeah, a family she's jealous. Yeah. But so she she whips out a clay doll and uh, throws it in the air, jumps off the balcony. It flies into her back. Like basically, you're either really skilled for this to happen, or you just got oh, extremely you, oh, you're lucky. Just dead. You just died. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, she puts on her belt and she has the buckle in the back. Yeah, and it's on the back. Um, whereas for the others, they put it in the front. Mm-hmm. Like normal people, the buckle yeah. is on the on the front. Because putting on a belt, whatever. I, I can only imagine how hard it would be to put on pants for work if I had to do the belt buckle in, in the, the back. back. <laughs> that just sounds like some sort of fresh That's hell I'm not ready for every day. But these are these are common rider belts, so you just slap them in the general area yeah, and you're wearing them. Here we are. Um, <laughs> so then they're fighting. Right. And they fight, and she's kind of just shooting at him, and he's dodging without even transforming. Yeah, he's just... He's doing some wire foo work. <laughs> yeah, definitely wire foo. And she's just like, you're trying to make this look easy? And he's just like, I'm not making it's, it look easy. It is easy. She's like, if you don't dodge even one of these, you'll die. And so she, uh, she like charges up a super punch, goes to punch him, and he transforms just to take the punch, but it only shows his, his abdomen. Yeah, that shot his abdomen. Hit. And uh, super, super muscular takes his hit like This nothing. is the second or third time they've shown just part or a shadow. They haven't shown a full-on yet of yeah. Nazca. Yeah, you still don't know what he looks like. Uh, they do later, but this is the right. thing. Um, and uh, one thing I'll mention is that, you know, it's going back and forth between these scenes, as we, as we mentioned. And uh, when he gets to the part where Shotaro, you know, he's still freaking out about how bad this idea is. As far as gambling, everything and it's like it's like Philip's like no, I just you know read how quickly the wheel is spinning, the velocity of the wheel combined with uh, the trajectory uh, and how the ball yeah, it's it. it's not complicated. It's not complicated. It's, it's like just oh. advanced trigonometry on <laughs> yeah, yeah, calculus yeah. and I'm within minute. a split second. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, it's not like talking to women. <laughs> <laughs> but that, yeah, I got a kick out of that part. Shotaro is outside, and he's at. A park. He's like on some stairs overlooking a park, and, and he's he's worried about Philip. Yeah, because the the guy said that he would send somebody to pick them up. Yeah, so he knows that Philip isn't at a hundred percent because of this whole family business going on. Correct. And he sees a couple families and stuff like that, and he leans back on the ground and puts his hat over his face to kind of just. Clear his head a little right, bit. Right, kind of chill out. Enjoy and the... then he hears, Merry Christmas. It, this was so weird. And his first response, the instant response is just, Merry Christmas. And Merry back. Christmas. Kind of like, see you later. And you you too. And just, yeah. and he's ready, <laughs> Wait a minute. Remember, this, sh- this episode aired in September. Yeah. Um, he's just, huh? <laughs> and there's this guy he calls Santa-chan. Uh-huh. And it's. It looks nothing like Santa. No, basically just a guy with the Santa hat on. He's wearing, and he's got like a kind of Santa coat on, but he's wearing shorts. That aren't red. No, aren't red, like uh, tropical shorts. Yeah. Uh, He's bald, no beard. He wears like little glasses. He carries around a bag. And this is one of his informants, like Watcherman. Right. Um, And Santa just gives him a paper bag full of stuff. (laughs) And yeah, then, just this little. You could it could easily be a prescription bag that's been stapled it's together. Basically, a random collection of stuff. <laughs> and at first, I thought it was like bath toys. Um, the some kids see Santa and he runs down to give them presents. Whatever, weird. So weird. Yeah, I don't think. Don't think Double has a Christmas episode, but they do do Christmas episodes, and those get nuts. <laughs> I bet. Um. Anyway. Some, I'm just remembering some of the Christmas episodes. It's blowing me away. Anyways, so uh, right then the bus pulls up, mm-hmm. and Philip comes up, and Shotaro's like, "Are you ready?" Yeah, because while they're having, he's having this sort of uh, these inner thoughts. Philip is going through his uh, his memory to find out everything about gambling. Yeah, he's like cards, all roulette. this stuff. He's like, "Oh, here's roulette," and he's like, "Okay, now what about cards?" You know, and. Um, they're on the bus, and he's basically explaining that he's looked up every way to, uh, to win gambling that there is across the entire world. Yeah, it's like since the eighteen hundreds or seventeen hundreds or whenever it first was invented. Um, Shotaro wants to talk to him about this whole thing, but he also knows that they have a job to do right now. Right, and the bus stops in the tunnel, which is where it's supposed to go for the the mm-hmm. 
the entrance to the casino. It opens up, and they go in, and it is just... The casino's cleared out, and they walk in, and Shotaro walks in all calm and calm and looking around, and Philip just walks past him and steals the show pretty much. Pretty much. W- walks up, and he's just like, I'm the super genius. And <laughs> Shotaro's like, oh, I-, I guess I'll just be ignored now. Yeah, um, I'll sit back here. <laughs> and I think Akiko even says something about him being... It, it's all up to you now. You're super dependable. Yeah, or exactly. Like that. <laughs> Basically, in this fanfare that Chotar never gets. No. So, yeah. So they're sitting at this roulette table, um, and he's got his six guy memories in front of him. Uh, Money has six stacks of, I want to say, eight of the people's souls. Yeah. And it's like, I should, I assume that uh, each one of these stacks is about a, you know, as valuable as one guy memory. So it's a six on six. Yeah, six on six. And so this whole time you're like, huh? Like, How, what? What? <laughs> and so the dealer spins the wheel, looks at the ball. Uh, Philip is staring at the wheel and goes through this whole, this w- wheel was made in the 1800s, blah, blah, blah. And it's going this fast at this point. So it's going to be, and then, pa, 21 red. And the other guy's like, okay, and you know, slides his his money up and i think it was like it was uh, 20 something yeah 20 like you know really close to it but it was a black number and of course it hits 21 red and and philip rakes it in and it's like this is not how roulette is played in any form (laughs) yeah like what happens if you both lose what happens if (laughs) like what what is going on what happens when it hits double what happens when it hits zero what happens when it hits any number besides the two yeah, what what why can't you both bet 21 red? Yeah, you both are covering. If you bet two separate numbers, you're covering something a little bit more than 4 5%. You see, that's what it got me the most is like what if what if both of them were wrong over and over and over again like the odds say? Like yeah, so how roulette times, is played? Yeah, so many times somebody could bet just red and black and miss 12 times in a row and you're just like, "Uh, this is boring." Yeah. But of course, Philip doesn't miss. There is no such thing as competitive roulette. There is, like, there's a way where you can play, and whoever wins the most at the end wins. Right. Yeah. But this is nonsense. It's nonsense. The only thing they could do is if one of the numbers doesn't hit, it's a draw, and they move on to the next one. Right. Yeah. And they would just be so bored. Like, eight hours later, Yeah. finally, we're getting close to taking out their money. It's obviously someone who has no idea how roulette is actually done. No, the the betting is just uh, uh, someone who's uh, only learned from watching movies. Yeah. Um. um anyways, we we get really <laughs> into this, but anyways, so um, it cuts back. They do the wedding. Well, part of it. They do part of the wedding. Yeah, because at at this point, um, basically every time that we talk about the wedding, so we're probably gonna like skip a few of the scenes because it goes back to it like six times you just see the typical walking down the aisle giving away the daughter i mean no words are said just that you just see the scenes yeah um that lead up to what you'd expect in a wedding so when we get to the more interesting parts of that we'll get back to it um and so then it goes back and they're on the last spin. Pretty much, there's maybe one more spin before. If if, if it's magic and it lands on one of their numbers each time, that's how yeah, this which game exactly. is Exactly, five spins later, they're they're about to win. One more spin is all they need, and the guy, you know, spins the me- wheel, flicks the ball. He mentions, and then money says something along the lines of, "Were you sent here by one of the families of the victims?" Mm-hmm. So he said the key. He said the the hot number. He said the word. Phillips triggered now. He said the crazy word, like, oh, in, like, Pee-wee's Playhouse, there was the, uh, yeah, that yeah, word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, he said the word. Yes, this is that. Only now he's he can't concentrate. Suddenly he's, like, lost in his own head, and he's got, like, this huge headache, and he's ruined. And so the guy bets on a number, and, and the other, the, here's the part that gets, this kills me. The dealer is actually doing his job. So they got somebody who actually knows how to deal the game, but... Uh, whoever wrote it has no idea how the game is played. Yeah. So the de- the dealer hits the bell that signifies no more bets. Everything after this is post-betting. That's why I ring the bell is because... It's over. It's over. The, the ball's about to drop. Philip just hastily places a bet, and of course he loses, and the guy rakes it in, and I'm sitting there going, what? Yeah. Doesn't what make just happened? any sense. <laughs> okay, let me explain an even crazier 
roulette experience that I watched had watching uh um Tokusatsu. There was a scene in Jetman. Okay. Where they were betting yeah, the black condor was betting against Gray. He was a super robot in roulette. And they were betting their friend the rest of the Jetmen who had been turned into pieces. Okay. And they're doing things back and forth. Pretty much the same thing like this, where <laughs> you win and you lose. Some sort of nonsense. Um Gray was super calculating because he's a super robot. He's super calculating where it's going to be. Doing pretty much the same thing Philip's doing here. Figuring mm-hmm. out where it's going to go and betting. How they beat him is they have another, have a giant robot pick up the building and tilt it to change the trajectory. Gray does not figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because it was a bigger robot. Absolute boggers. It's great. But anyways, um, so, and then it goes that Philip loses three or four more. Yeah, basically he's down to two Gaia memories, of course, Cyclone and Joker. No, he's down to not, he's down to one. Is that right? He's down to one. It was going to be the last spin, and sh- this is when Shotaro uh, steps in. Yeah, he's like, you can't do this anymore. It's like clearly you're... Uh, um, I can't remember exactly how he worded it, but it's, essentially... It, it's something about the two of them being one. And he steps in with... He looks at the the package that Santa got him. Yeah. Yeah, that's what... Because he was... While this is happening, he's he's looking at it, and then, like, you can see that he got an idea, and he's like, from now on, it's going to be me, but we're going to do one one game, winner takes all. The guy's like, you think you can beat me at roulette? Because... <laughs> That's a game that you can, whatever. Be, yeah, beat uh, somebody else at. He's like, no, no, no. I'm going to beat you at the one game that I'm good at. And then he, like, he dumps the bag and picks up a deck of, like, this deck of cards. Old Maid. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, Old Maid for the win here. Uh, yeah, so they play Old Maid. And we find out that money's good at Old Maid. Yeah, he's the, he's the There's best. A, no reason that he's not, like, doesn't contest it. He's just like, he's, eh, he's like okay, Let's Old Maid. Do it. He's, he he does this flip of his cards where he shows all of his cards to Shotaro and then flips them back up to his hand because <laughs> he doesn't care. He's like, you can see all my cards. He, fold, he folds it. You're going to pick the king of diamonds. And, he, and Shotaro rips and picks the king of diamonds. And then he says, I'm going to pick the joker. And then he picks the joker from him. And Akigo goes over to Philip. And who's who's uh, still, like, rubbing a headache out of his... Like, trying to recover and... Uh, he says that um, money is reading his body language and mm-hmm. his facial expressions that he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, he knows exactly how. And he also knows how to move the cards and such that— To uh, make sh- you pick the card he wants. Right. And so, so Shotaru's just sweating, like covered in sweat. Yeah. Hats off at this point. It gets down to where they—, they Philip—I'm oh, sorry, not Philip. Shotaru has the Ace of Diamonds in his hand. And uh, Money has the Ace of Spades and the Joker, the Black Joker, in his hand. And he says, I'm going to make you choose the Ace. Yeah, I'm going to make you choose the Joker. Oh, I'm going to make you choose the Joker. And then, and I'll, then choose I'll choose your Ace, ace and so I'll win. So then you'll be left with the Joker, which is the Old Maid, and then you'll lose. Right. Um, And I think it's Akiko says something about the two of them. Yeah, at which point uh, Shotaru like, realizes something. He puts his hat back on. He's no longer sweating. He's like... I know exactly what to do. And, and he talks about them being one detective and yep. he winks at Shotaro. Oh, yep. Philip. He winks at Philip and Philip said it nods and he kind of closes his eyes. And he uh, Shotaro turns back to Money and with his right hand mm-hmm. goes back and forth between the two cards and flicks the diamond saying basically saying I'm choosing that. Mm-hmm. Flicks it and it flips and it hits his head. So the last card in his hand is the Joker. So he loses because yep. he's, he's got the old mate. And Shotaro says the line, I don't need your Joker. I already am one. Right. <laughs> and which goes into the line, don't touch, uh, play with the Joker. Mm-hmm. And it is, um, and he was wondering how we, they did it. And it turned out that he had put on the belt. Yep. And so when they have the belt connected, they're one consciousness. And so Philip was the one who chose the card with that hand. Yeah, but he did the opposite of whatever Shotaro was wanting to do because money was reading Shotaro's reaction. Which is a a brilliant move. Yeah, it's like, so yeah, you're playing against him, at which point I'll do the opposite because you're not expecting it. Yeah. Because you're not reading my reactions. Yeah. And so money goes 
crazy and transforms. Yeah, no, now, they they do a cool scene about them being one detective. Yeah, they're standing next to each other and they're uh, uh, basically passing forth this you know cool dialogue, and uh, Kiko just bursts <laughs> in between in. them and chucks them off the screen. Uh, We're like justice is served. Yeah, just stealing the stealing the spotlight. She's the boss. <laughs> they come over like, what the heck? It's like this is your scene. This is our scene. So he transforms into, um, uh, he transforms into money. And Akiko does this cool thing where she grabs the the uh, cycle and Joker turns around, like kneels down and hands them each of it, and like gets under the table. Yeah, <laughs> she gets out of the way. And then they transform into double. And Philip's body falls over, hits his head, he's dead. Yeah. Um, end of the show. Good. <laughs> end of the show. No, they just have to be double forever. He's inside uh, Chotaro's body. Um, back to the wedding. They get married, and when they kiss, they both transform into... Yeah, their guy in memory forms. Their uh, museum forms. Yeah. And this is when the first time we get the view of Nazca. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Nazca? Uh, very similar to a rider outfit, almost. Yeah. But it's, more... It, like knight in armor yeah. sort of more knightish mm-hmm. um got like kind of half cape thing going on yeah kind of um but you can tell it's a suit made for fighting yep not for special effects like nope. like uh psychos is psychos yeah. a special effects yeah suit. like you can tell she's going to be floating in the air and shooting stuff whereas and uh so is clay doll clay doll is more of a special effects suit Right, because it's like it's big, it's unwieldy. There's no way you're gonna get any real choreography. I mean, they do well this. for with it, but sure, but, but no, this Nazca suit is a, a fighting. Suit. Yes, this suit looks like it, somebody's gonna be duking it out. There's gonna be you know punch, kick, grapple, throw, maybe some. Obviously, there's gonna be a special move somewhere in there. But yeah, definitely. And he does have a sword. That. Oh, yeah. But I, I remember it was like oh, I cannot. I can imagine the nuptials. Yeah, <laughs> because they're both in this weird monster. I'm like they get turned back into normal people, but uh. <laughs> Then it goes to the fight. Um, so at this point, um, Money is just trying to run away. Yeah. It looks like. And uh, uh, Double chases him down on... The hard boiler. The hard boiler, that's right. Yeah, it chases him down on the hard boiler. And this is the third episode in the row where we've seen an attack via bike. And, and you thought for a second. I thought for a second, too. I'm like, yeah, are I was they like, going to have a motorcycle fight here? <laughs> I was like, no, it was just a quick another one. drive-by. <laughs> just a drive-by Because I was thinking to myself, I don't think he needs his motorcycle to chase down money. Yeah, he's, a little, <laughs> he's, a little, he's like a little fat money guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> big gold clunky ar- armor. and um, He fights. This is where you see uh, Lunar Metal. Yeah, so he basically he's fighting a Cyclone Joker, and then he switches to, to Luna Joker, and then from Luna Joker to Luna Metal, which was the superior, I think, of the two because... With Luna, and honestly, I don't really see the difference so much because it's still the same whip sort of attack. It's a punch versus uh, the the pole, but the right. pole is made out of metal. Yeah, so I mean, in this case, the pole is just straight up, it just seems better in every way. Than a punch, usually. Yeah, yeah like, I don't know. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's differences that matter, like probably agility or something comes into it. But yeah, this is you like... You still haven't seen the third attack form. True, yeah. yeah. But he's just swinging around a flail, essentially. Uh, I th- I liked it a lot better than Luna. Luna goes Joker. very well with the third attack form. Cool. Looking forward to that. Okay. I don't want to give it away because just the title will tell you what it is. Right. <laughs> and so uh, he transforms. I thought maybe you'd get to see a new finisher, but they do metal branding again. Yeah, so, I was wondering. I was like, is this this is the second time we've seen the the heat metal finish? There is a finisher for all of the combinations. Yeah, because I I mean la- I think the the very end of the last episode, not not the two parter, but uh uh. The double, I can't remember the title, but whatever. Not "Don't Touch the M," the one before that. Um, in search of double. Yeah, in search of double. That one, I think it ended with heat metal, right? Yeah, and it met. It, but he was on the flying hard boiler at the time. Okay, so it's a little different. It's a little different. This is space where you see him on the ground. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the hard the hard boiler finisher, but also in the previous two parter, you also got to see, uh, uh, strange. Was it? Yeah, the Joker. Strange Joker, I think. Not strange Joker. It was uh, Joker Extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the split of the wind. Cyclone Joker is the usual the combination that goes together, and Heat Metal is uh, a use as a is a base combination that happens a lot, and then Lunar and the third attack one is the one that happens a lot together. Okay, so Luna goes very well with the third attack one, almost cheesy ways, but um, mm-hmm. that was not a pun on the fact that it was Luna. I didn't mean jo- cheese and right. Um, so then we find out, kind of wraps it up. 
every after uh, money's destroyed, they all the spell's undone. They all get their life forces back, and this is probably the part you didn't like. She goes back to the bakery, mm-hmm. but I think she had a realization, a rack bottom realization, when she when you get your life stolen. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean you, you definitely. But think... they did point out that they still have tons of debt. Yeah, oh, like an extreme amount of debt. It's going to be a lot of work. It's not like oh everything's all nice now. Mm-hmm. It's now it's going to be even harder work because of how badly you screwed up. Right. But it was interesting that it turned out that she started gambling to get their family out of debt, and mm-hmm. then when she started to win, she went down the rabbit hole. Yeah, I mean that's something I was assuming. Uh... There was something supernatural about the casino almost. I mean, it's really, it was really, the whole story was like, hey, don't even gamble because you might turn into something more. It's not necessarily that there's some mystical power. How often do we see people who win big jackpots and they never, they never come back? It's never happened. They always come back and they spend more. Yeah. So (laughs) it's, it's one of those things that this is definitely something you want to show a kid that, hey, you you gamble and you become an evil person. And that way they don't gamble. If you, uh, you're more like, I think it's, Something about 80% of people who win the lottery go bankrupt. Yeah, something like that. And if you were not good with a little bit of money, what makes you think when you have a lot of it, you're all of a sudden going to be better? Yeah, it just works. No, it doesn't. (laughs) It does not. I mean, I barely had money when I had a job that didn't have, when I barely made money. Yeah. Now that I have a job where I make more money, I still barely have money because I will find things to spend my money on. (laughs) (laughs) For real. Um, So now we get a nice little ending to it. Which is Shitaro at at his desk typing up his his long goodbye yeah, novel his journal his his uh end of case file and uh, Wakana is on the radio and it's the mystery corner and the urban legend is Common Rider uh huh <laughs> and this is uh this is where this is the first time in this show that they're called Common Rider yeah yeah because up to now it's they just been double. Just double, yeah. And so then they called themselves Common Rider Double. This was a big change-up from a lot of previous shows because they'd actually started to get farther and farther away from the concept of Double, mm-hmm. I mean, of Common Rider. So, uh... It's kind of reeled it back in. They've never said Common Rider and Kuga. Not that I remember. Um, there's whole shows like Kiva. They never say Common Rider once in the entire show. Hmm. Um, it's just the throw through through it, but then they. This is when they started going back in this phase two of Heisei. They started going back into this common rider thing, right? And I like it when it's common rider. In my mind, I like a connected universe. Yeah. Um, I can understand them not wanting it on all of them because they want to tell a story and they don't want to be tied down by by common rider every time. Yeah, yeah, I can. I can understand. Like I can understand the concept of there's a Marvel Cinematic Universe. And whenever they want to tell, whenever they want to make a Marvel movie, they're kind of tied down. With everything that's happened in all the other movies. Yeah. Which is why they were able to do things in the DC, like when they're able to do like the Joker movie or the Birds of Prey movie, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, just whatever they want. Doesn't mean they're doing good, but they can do whatever they want. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I mean, there's advantages and disadvantages to both of them. Correct. So, uh, any other final thoughts on this episode? Um. Nothing that we, we won't be covering with uh, Sakusugoi, mm-hmm. uh, but it it was a good episode. I mean, there is, uh, obviously, it's not like there was a lot of buildup or things to look forward to because this is the wrap-up section yeah. of of this episode, right? Because it's two-parters. Yeah. Um, but it, it definitely gives uh, stuff going forward as uh, far as, you know, the, the increase in, um, now we know it's museum and that... Uh, they're becoming actually interesting characters because they have their own fighting inside, their infighting, their own right. relationships. It actually looks like Kirihiko and Saiko actually like each other. Exactly. Like they're actually a couple. You yeah. Know, go figure. It just happens to be monsters. Yeah. It's not, it's, he's not like, he's not, it's all about the power. And she's like, it's all about the power. They're like, <laughs> oh, I kind of like you. You're cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, so, and Princess Wakana is the same one right those are the same people yes okay i was just making sure before i sounded like she wears her hair much differently so i put my foot in my mouth but yeah so i also thought it was interesting that she's now (laughs) aware of and calling um talking about common rider yeah yeah. it's like she's aware of an issue and now she's exposing them almost even though it doesn't matter like they're excited about being exposed it's not oh they like being an urban legend i mean how cool would that be to be an urban legend right exactly (laughs) so um i just wondering what her uh, end goal is with that 
So that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, there is... Oh, we forgot one thing. During the fight... Oh, I was going to bring that up with my uh, Sugoi. During the family thing? Yeah. Well, we we didn't say it during the thing. I know, I was going to bring it up as... Because <laughs> since we missed it, I figured that'd be the perfect time to do. Okay. So we'll, we'll wait. You go ahead and do that. Um, uh, so, Suck Sugoi, do you have a... So, um, you already guessed it. You said it as we were talking. Um, I thought she got off way too easy, the daughter. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's one of those, okay, so you had your soul sucked out, and now you're back to the way you were, but that's not really a punishment so much as now you realize why you need to be punished, essentially. And then yeah. it's like, okay, yeah, but you're saddled with debt. It's like, no, 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 you are not saddled with debt. Your parents are saddled with debt. You don't run a business. You can go and do your own life. It's not your bank book that you that you ran through the ground. It's their bank book. So they got punished, and they're just so happy and they're like, "Oh yeah, we got our daughter back." Ha ha ha. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I don't like it. As like I was saying the whole time that I'm just gonna hate it if she doesn't get any sort of punishment. And uh, they didn't deliver, but that's okay. For me, the suck is the obvious. Could have been a poker game. Oh yeah, you know, especially when it was heads up. Definitely. There could have been could have been roulette. I mean, it could not have been roulette. It could have been almost anything but roulette. It could have been poker. It could have been blackjack. It, could even. Even, it would have been easier. Uh, yeah, blackjack. Um, but poker is the classic one. Yeah, definitely, because it's a heads up. You're playing against somebody else. It's, yeah. So I thought Old Maid was... I, I can understand. If you want to end it with Old Maid, something wacky, and it's a card game, you want to go with something that's not a card game for it to stand out. Yeah. But holy crap, at least red versus black or something like that on roulette, not just yeah. this weird heads up. Yeah, you choose uh, red or choose number. odds and evens. Yeah. It could have been odds and evens. That would have been great. Yeah. It could have been odds and evens. If it's double zero, we just roll again. Yeah, easy peasy. But no, they had to go to this weird thing of someone who had no idea. Five seconds online would have told you how to play roulette. Mm-hmm. Any James Bond movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, So... Your Segoy is something we didn't talk about, so. Yeah. So there, there's two things. The first one, quick uh, quick and easy. Dealing was solid regardless of whether or not the dealing made absolutely Yeah, they no were pitching blackjack. Game made no sense. The dealing was still solid. So I like that. Yeah. Did you see that they were pitching blackjack? Yeah, about I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was really cool with uh, how they, yeah. they actually got somebody who knows what they're doing at least. Yeah. But the actual thing that I like about it um, is that they showed a lot more depth with Philip's character, mm-hmm. which makes the, the two of them... Uh, a better writer essentially yeah. double because there was a part with the final fight where um money tries to take advantage of this uh you yeah, know, glaring he's not stupid he notices that yeah, he said glaring twice and yeah and it's like philip you know he just keeps saying the word family how do you feel about not having one and and philip is there's this moment where you think he's gonna freeze up as far as the way the camera work is going yeah and philip's like no, I, th- I think I have a family, essentially. And it, you, you basically see this ripped book, and it, it's replaced with two pictures, uh, one of Shotaro, one of Akiko. Uh, of, of Akiko and, and you see that now he feels like he's a part of a he family. He says, I haven't found a replacement. They're not very good, but there I found a replacement family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they might not be very good, but I found a replacement family. Yeah, that yeah. was nice, because it shows uh, that Philip can grow as a character. Yeah, he's not just this uh, essentially Static. plot device that, you know— because that's the way I felt about him So up to this point is where he's just like, yeah, I'm just that guy with the same feelings and emotions no matter what because I know everything and yeah. we're not. So you got to see his weakness and then him build it into um, you know, deeper feelings for the people around him. So it's not like he's yeah. some emotionless robot. And yeah. so I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I'm probably going to say this often because it's the first time me watching this in a long time. I remember everything that's happening, but I'm watching it again. And when you watch something again, you build on the memories of what you had of it. Right. That's how memory works. Because um, when you remember something, you're not just remembering it. You're remembering also every time you've also remembered it. Right. But I, I'll i probably be saying this quite often. I actually do like Akiko a lot more. Yeah. Because if you would ask me before we watch this, I would have said, Akiko was like, whatever. I don't like her that much. She has some cool things later on. But now I'm all in on Akiko. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because I know where she's going. But yeah. even now, just enjoying the parts of her, the lightheartedness she brings to it, the fact that she is fearless. Yeah. Um, even though she doesn't say it, she believes in the two of them. Yeah. Of them being one writer and one person. She's been thrown in this huge world. And when she just ran up and hit the guy with a shoe, 
<laughs> He's a monster for Pete's sake. She right. grabs a shoe out of magic yeah. and just hits him in the head with it. <laughs> hey, where's the shoe in your dress or your purse? Even did she even have a purse? I don't remember. Maybe she had a clutch or something. Yeah, but yeah, that's my Sugoi. I just, I just love it. I mean, it's hard for me to find Sugois because I've seen all these episodes. Yeah, and it's like um, some of the Sugois you'd want to talk about, you really can't because you might have to. Yeah, I would. I don't want to give you spoilers. It's like, I, what I liked about this is that this is a is foreshadowing for this, and yeah. then I'd be like, oh, thanks. Yeah, it's good to know. <laughs> um, I almost said something out of joke, but I'm like, no, that was actually a truth, and I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> don't want him to think about it. Um, yes. but um, so that is my segue is her actions. Mm-hmm. How much I'm starting to like her as a character more. Yeah, and how she's playing into it. And I wanted to really point out that she really did like. She took pride in the fact that she was the chief of the detective agency earlier on. Yeah, yeah, when she was saying that I'm I'm the chief and... of a detective agency that cares for the city. Right. You know, she got huge change from the start when she was just going to close them all down. Just wanted to shut it down, yeah. So she's but now really she's got this placard and it's yeah. all cutesy. Yeah, she really likes it. So I do like it. So now it's time for the writer ranking. Mhm. Has he fallen all cuz he was at number 1 already? <laughs> yeah, see this is kind of weird because um I want to say he's still on par with some of the others, but like he's done nothing that makes me want to drop him. Yeah, and actually, it's hard because you have to remember that Philip is part of it, and Philip got better characters. That's what but I mean. Yeah, it's like overall, nothing's changed for him. Yeah, not uh, things have changed. He's gotten better, but it's the others have also gotten better. So it's yeah. <laughs> uh, so this week, I think I'm going to leave him where he is. Okay, uh, because. He, they did nothing that pissed me off, <laughs> but mostly because, uh, yeah, Philip is more dynamic as far as his relationship with uh, like Shotaru and, and Akiko, and uh, since I like him better, that means he's no longer dragging Shotaru down as far as I'm concerned yeah. as a writer. Um, and let's be honest, he would be number two right now if Zero One did not drop from one to six <laughs> yeah. so hard that it was like, wham, I can still hear the sound of the splat. No, he went from three to six. Oh, okay. I can't remember. Yeah, it's been he so was, long. He was. Uh, double was one even before then. Oh, that's right. Because of. Uh, oh, I remember now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, he's earned a spot right now. Um, definitely, definitely gonna sit there for a bit. I bet. Yeah, it, it's a good show. Yeah, you can see why a lot of people got into the show because of this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other thoughts? Um, well, I mean, like I said, I I, I like the the idea that Wakana was the one that outed the common writer, which I mean, it's not, not necessarily outed if you're cool with it, but dubbed, dubbed, dubbed comp writer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see they, we also got to see another flashback to the sheep chief getting shot. Mm-hmm. So they're still keeping that forefront in the, you know, they remember everyone's that. minds, uh, as far as the audience. I mean, there was a cool part where Shotaro told Philip that he cares for him because the chief left him and that he's part of it. Like I'm supposed to take care of you. Yeah. And he's like, stop, don't act like a elder brother. Philip told him, don't act like an older brother. And basically later on Totaro said, I am your older brother. Deal with it. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's just the way it is. I'm taking care of you. <laughs> I might as well be your older brother. Get over it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So the, the relationship's gotten a lot better. The whole, it's almost like the whole, you're not my real dad, but it's, you're not my real brother. (laughs) You're not my real brother. And he's just like, well, shut up. I'll still beat you up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to see, for you to see how they change and grow because I know where it's going. Mm -hmm. But that's, oh, let's see what the next one is called. The next episode of Common Rider Double is called The Girl A slash Papa is a Common Rider. Okay. Makes total sense to me because I know what the show is, but this is great. Yeah, I don't even. I, I don't so even A know. is the capital letter there. Yeah, the, the so there's two A's in the uh, in the show. There is. There's two A's in these these uh, next coming episodes. Oh, okay, okay. So the A because for this one, this pair of episodes, M was for money, money and memories, memory, and for the first one, double was for common writer double, and for wind scale. So, okay, so my guess is Akiko uh, is one of the A's, which makes the chief a, a common writer. I mean, don't tell me. Don't. That's my prediction. Don't let me know if it's the okay. case. <laughs> okay, we will see how wrong you are next week. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode, guys. 
We'd love to hear your thoughts on Twitter at fanboy underscore opinion, or you can email us at fanboyopinion at gmail. You can always find additional information on our website, fanboyopinion.com. If you're having trouble finding our podcast or just want it on the podcatcher of your choice, be sure to let us know, and please rate and review us whenever possible. It really helps out. Anyway, we're going to head out. I'm Eugene. And I'm Eric. And we'll see you all next time.